0: Hello beautiful people, it is Friday, December 13th, Friday the 13th, spooky shit, got a good one for you today, can't wait for you to listen, very thankful that you're choosing to listen to this show, also very thankful if you choose to lose, not lose, definitely don't lose anything, well unless it's weight or uh, negative vibes or you know the bullshits, that's what you should lose. But you should use our presenting sponsor, our number one sponsor, our good friends from SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket-buying platform on planet Earth and... The moon. Yes. The moon. If you're to buy tickets on the moon or tickets right here on planet Earth... You need to use SeatGeek because SeatGeek scans all the other ticket buying platforms to make sure you're getting the best value for the best tickets available. That's right. And the ticket that you buy is the ticket that you get, so you can shop with confidence. Not as much confidence as I have right now with the Ravens minus 14 and a half up 21.7 to start of the third quarter, but you could shop with confidence when you shop with our friends at SeatGeek. And right now use promo code PAT, you get $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee, you get $20 off your first order from our friends at SeatGeek. Great holiday gift. I'm sure friends and family have a concert that you know they would love to go to. Maybe it's a sporting event. Maybe it's comedy. Maybe it's a theater thingy. They have it all. Right now, promo code PAT, $10 off. Promo code MACFEET, $20 off. You know what I'm learning about this game? Uh, thanks to SeatGeek, buddy. I don't think I get to watch the Jets much. And Now, now the Jets, we all know, are a stock. I, I mean... They have been for a long time. Quarterback got mono. That's tough. I, I mean, that's just you get an adolescent disease to start the season. I mean, that is difficult to take serious, especially when this year is supposed to be. here They pay Le'Veon Bell all the monies after he sat out a year, and then they fire the GM after he spends all the monies. Make Adam Gase not only the head coach but also the GM. Bring in another GM. I get it, but. And that running back gets the flu, sits out a game, goes and bowls two fifty one. I mean, there's a lot of things to judge the Jets on. They've looked pretty good here this evening. I mean, aside from a pick at the end of the half there that I just seen deep in the red zone by Sam Darnold, which was just an absolutely disgusting decision by him. I think Sam Darnold's a lot better than I give him credit for. I'm not sure Adam Gase deserves more credit than we give him. But I, I think Sam Darnold's better than I, I give him credit. He's like 15 years old, too. I mean, to kick up mono, you got to be young to get that. Le'Veon Bell, Troy Aikman was kind of burying him a little bit. He's like, he doesn't think he's trying as hard as he should be. I don't know if that's the case, but Le'Veon Bell is definitely not in a situation where he's happier than when he was at Steelers. I mean, when he was at Steelers, he was trying to get the big, big paycheck. And he sat out an entire year, dropped a couple rap songs, gets paid. It's a lot different world when you're sitting on yachts and jet skis rapping than whenever you're getting your ass kicked for a team in the biggest city in the world, and they're not, not the world. I guess there's larger cities, but in America, and you're just getting beat. I mean, that's tough, but they look better than I thought they were going to look. And this Ravens team, Lamar Jackson, so much fun to watch. I mean, he, he broke Michael Vick's single-season rush record for quarterback, which I would assume, I was too young at the time, I think, but I would assume everybody on earth thought that was never going to get touched, and we still have games left to play. This dude's Unbelievable. He got popped on that record-breaking one, though, which I think everybody's scared of. Like, hey, pal, you're the most dynamic football player on earth right now. It'd be awesome for you not to get hit or hurt and hit. So let's try to be a little bit more safe. I assume a lot of Ravens fans are thinking that, but dude's a player, man. He's so good. And Mark Ingram doesn't get enough credit either. I know he's a big hype man, big choice, but I think he really sets that, the whole thing off because you got to respect the run if the, for the option to work. And then these big old tight ends, these big body guys, Hurst, uh, the tight end with the, the long hair and the red the red mustache. Might be a full beard, but with his helmet on, just looks like a mustache. I wish I'd grow a good mustache, but that dude, I guess he got drafted to play uh, in the majors for baseball, and uh, he throws like 90-something, and he somehow got the yips. He just couldn't throw a fucking strike. Imagine how upsetting that would be if you had... A rocket launcher attached to your to your right shoulder or left shoulder you could throw in the high 90s in in your brain and hand just can't get on the same fucking page enough to throw a strike like he couldn't throw a strike the entire box was just an untouchable place for him cut the hips so instead he becomes a superstar tight end for Lamar Jackson one of his biggest weapons good for Baltimore good for the Ravens. But I would assume that that guy's been through some things mentally to get him into a very mentally tough stage right now. I couldn't even fathom how upset I would be at myself. I mean, granted, I had a very strong leg and I had no idea where the ball was going when I was kicking field goals there for a bit. But every once in a while I'd get one just to sneak in. I was told by Taishman or a baseball guy, I just couldn't throw strikes. That'd be upsetting. Your whole life, you got this hose of an arm, you're really good, you get drafted, and then all of a sudden it just happens, you can't throw him anymore. But you know what they would say? This is what people would say that are religious. God had a plan for this man. God had a plan. When God closes one door, another door opens. And whenever they say that, you always say, like, ah, bullshit, but it seems like for this guy, maybe that is what happened. You know, whichever God you believe in, Buddha's the oldest one, so... I mean, he has to be in the conversation anytime you talk about a God. The old, God, the oldest God is a God that should be talked about if you're going to talk about gods—Buddha, Jesus, God, Allah, uh, Austin, Colley, Tom Cruise—that whole crew of gods. If we could give them a little bit of credit for this Hearst guy, whichever one it was, I mean, I think we have to. The universe finds a way for good things to happen to people, I think, uh, and I'm happy for this Hearst guy. Hertz or Hurst? Let me read the back of his jersey, right? And it's his hairs in a way. All those letters are in it. Hurst, good tight end, good player. Great, this Ravens team seems to be like they even struggled a little bit here tonight early, and they're still going to win by probably twenty-one. Could be wrong. I could have just, I could have just mushed them, mushed them. We shall see. Anyways, we got some good shit for you here. <laughs> Okay, let's get right into it. After this year, after every NFL season, there's something called Black Monday, where head coaches just get canned one after another coaches usually expect it coming sometimes they get blindsided they're told they the season just wrapped up they just went through training camp they went through a terrible year of losses and humiliation in press conferences in the media talking bad about how they coach the football and each week they get up in front of their team trying to motivate the guys to get them to go out there and give it their best shot and then most of the time they don't which is why they're in the position that they're in and they wake up with probably a couple years and millions of still guaranteed to them and they're told immediately we no longer want you a part of this franchise you stink as a head coach you don't deserve to be holding a clipboard you don't deserve to be standing in front of the team meeting room anymore you don't deserve to be on the sidelines and we're sick of you representing our franchise and there are five spots that espn is assuming is going to be wide open one of them already is and They rank them from hot to cold. Diggs, please tell me the spots that ESPN thinks are a good coaching position and the places that they think are a bad potential head coach.
1: They have the number one spot, the hottest spot, the best coaching vacancy that they think is going to be open is the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Which is interesting to me because all anybody says is if you go to the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to have to deal with who? Jerry. Jerry. Everybody says that. If you go in there, there's zero chance of you being able to control who's on the team. And also, if you don't do what Jerry Jones expects or thinks you're going to do, you're on national TV every single week having to run your face into a wall, basically. And that is, I don't know if that's actually the dream spot. Let's look at their team. Let's look at their team. They got a lot of talent on that team, so you could potentially turn that around. Got a lot of shine, a lot of spotlight. Dak Prescott deal still has to be done if you have a quarterback long term. But for me, I'm not sure the Dallas Cowboys are the number one job out there right now.
1: They said it is because of the talent. They assume Dak. Well, Zeke Dak's going to be there. Zeke's gonna, Zeke's already signed. Amari's going to be there, and they got Vayneresh and Jalen Smith on the defensive side who are young. The O line is pretty much signed for the next few years. I think a positive is that Jerry will let you be an average coach for 10 years and not fire you. Mm, something Some, to think about right something there. Something to think about.
0: Hey, yeah, tell the family to get comfortable. We're moving to Dallas for the next decade. <laughs> Doesn't matter how I do. That has been prevalent in the past.
1: And two of the bottom openings here listed, the Giants and Redskins,
0: are in your division. True. You got terrible people. The NFC East is terrible. If you can get a center quarterback exchange completed, <laughs> you could potentially win that NFC East. That's a factual statement.
1: The number two spot. Okay. Carolina Panthers. Why is that? They have it listed as the GM, Matt Herney, I guess is widely respected. I didn't know that. I think he's a Pittsburgh guy. The owner, Tepper, was a minority owner in Steelers, so you would think, hey, he might not have to run a – organization.
0: I think he's a Pittsburgh guy too. I was told by somebody in the know that hey, Carolina, they're only hiring Pittsburgh guys, which immediately makes me Don't. think like maybe I'm the head coach. Or Bill Carr. <laughs> hey you and Carr. Me and Bill Carr from Crafton are tag team this thing as a head coach. They're definitely
1: gonna have forty two million guaranteed in cap space. If they let Cam go, they get another twenty. If they and then if Olson and Don Terry Poe retire, they have another twenty. So they might have eighty million in cap space. Uh, they have McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel on the offensive side. Defense has stunk, but they have Keekley and Shaq Thompson for the next couple years. So there's some up and down. Who's going to be the quarterback? Cam the Newton's there. definitely
0: gone. A, mm-hmm. a new head coach is going to bring in somebody new, or they're going to ride with Kyle Allen here, or Will Greer yeah. was drafted very early last year. Or, hey, I'm coming home. Uh-huh. I'm coming home. coming home. Tell the world
2: I'm coming home. Let the rain wash away all the pain of yesterday. And
0: um, Philip Rivers could potentially go back there. Good. Right? I mean, he's a yeah. I mean, nice State guy, Carolina Panthers. They need a quarterback. He's definitely out of the charges. They would have renegotiated that contract already. Does he still have fire in him? I would argue that I, I think. Oh, boy! <laughs> <laughs> head Left head side, down. man head down.
1: Do uh, the batteries come out? No, you're no, good. No, we're good.
0: Uh, I okay. would argue he does have fire in him, still competitive juice, talks a lot of trash, although it looks like he's throwing a, a, a med ball yep. this year. <laughs> <Always> <laughs> that's have, something man. he could work on a little bit. Or they go with a young quarterback and let Christian McCaffrey continue to run that mm-hmm. team. I don't know if that's the number two spot, though. I mean... Maybe Christian McCaffrey is, I guess, a reason why you'd want to go. Do you think that's yeah.
3: maybe because they're thinking Breeze is near like the end of his tenure, and that Saints team's going to look a lot different going forward? Oh, so, like, in but the next- Jameis Winston and that Buccaneers team is Peyton only getting get-
0: yeah. yeah, only getting hotter. Yeah. Peyton Manning, I'm Teddy trying. too. You know what you say about Peyton Manning? Uh, Jameis
1: and, and Peyton Manning when they were twenty five years old had the same exact stats. That's the, that's what's going around the
0: internet. Oh, yeah. Who got buried? You got buried. I did not get
3: buried. First thing, if if you're going to talk about Jameis and you want to, like, objectively have a discussion, don't have, like, a Buccaneers hat and, like, your kid and, like, a Buccaneers onesie in it. Like, that's subjective. You're a big fan of the team. Jameis stinks. He does.
0: He does. <laughs> he beat the Colts, so I can't say a single
1: thing. Well, we, there is the book out that we talked about, the one that uh, the media is biased and is ignoring the start of a Hall of Fame football career. Well,
0: and I think Ty would be uh checkmate for that guy because Ty is a member of the media now, and he's just burying Jameis Winston. Boom. <laughs> what's the next
1: spot? number three is the falcons uh they had one of the positives arthur blank apparently he doesn't fire anybody and he's one of the nicer uh owners is what i'm told nice matt ryan and julio jones through 2023 as well as calvin ridley they have six first round picks in offense the defense stinks and the negative they're already over the cap next year so why would anybody want this job i think, I think, mercedes, I think it's the offense
0: mercedes benz stadium is beautiful awesome next Uh-oh. level it's the sphincter stadium. Yep, oh, the sphincter yeah. stadium. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That thing opens like a butthole right up there, oh, yeah. and it is beautiful. I mean, they spent $43 million on a bridge <laughs> to the stadium. That's how nice the entire area is. Atlanta's a great city. I guess you'd get to live in Atlanta. A lot of things down there. Waffle House. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's Coca-Cola. There's Chick-fil-A. A, Chick-fil-A. a lot yeah. of things. Are, uh Gus's Nope. Is fried chicken, I believe. Oh, Don't
4: have they have that. incredible prices in their stadium? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that make
0: you definitely want to coach there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the yeah, a good hot dog. It for $1 $1. 50 for I think they're assuming
1: that Matt Ryan's good.
0: That's what I'm saying. I've always been... I've heard he's a good guy, by the way. I, th- Because we're on the radio here, and this is potentially being heard by people who have never heard us before... I have to preface this with saying I've heard he's an incredible guy. I've heard he's a very funny individual. But whenever we played the Atlanta Falcons in their old stadium down there, he had to throw a Hail Mary at the end with Julio Jones, who was going to get the ball if he wanted to. And he came up 12 yards short on a Hail Mary. And at that moment, I said, how is that noodle arm an NFL MVP candidate? And then you go on and watch the 28-3 situation happen, and then you keep moving forward. It's like, I bet you Matt Ryan was very good at one point, but are we not at the point now where we're thinking, like, is Matt Ryan a very good quarterback? Is he worth you taking a job in Atlanta, knowing that the defense stinks, knowing that you're over the salary cap, knowing that Julio Jones is not always happy down there? mm -hmm. He's a weapon. If he was anywhere else, by the way, Julio Jones probably... It's just like what happened with Megatron up there in, mm-hmm. in Detroit. Now, granted, mm-hmm. I, I would assume Atlanta would pay him if he was a retire early, unlike the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> but Julio Jones is a freak, a specimen, a guy that you want to build a team around. But I just don't know why that team would be a hot commodity for people to go to, other than Atlanta having Lil John in the boys die.
5: What? Yeah, which is
0: huge. Yeah. Huge asset. Yeah. Young Jeezy, too. Also, Lil Baby. Who else did we see? Big boy. Two chains. Uh, Two chains. Ooh. Oh, I don't know if we're allowed to, on. we allowed to say it. Are we allowed to say it? I think, so. I think so, right? Hey, if Titty Boy's in your city, you know that's what. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would want to take the Atlanta Falcons job.
1: Pick. I agree. The number four team. You already mentioned them, the Detroit Lions. No.
0: <laughs> what are we talking about?
1: Because they got, they got, they have a quarterback, which is a big thing.
0: So Matt Patricia's getting fired. That's what he is. No, said?
1: they said that the Ford family has not fired a coach after two years. I believe since Marty Morningwig, or was, mm. I think was Sounds right. He, Sounds right. He was like twelve and twenty-seven. Those probably don't match up. Eh, whatever Foxy
0: Sounds right You yeah. have no idea yeah. No idea <laughs> Absolutely no you idea You didn't even know that Morningwood guy was a coach uh,
1: He might not have even I remember
0: there. him Yeah, no, he was Barely
1: yeah, yeah.
3: Marty Morningwood was the coach there once Yeah, yeah he stunk Wow well, So yeah.
1: I mean this is if Patricia goes But they have their quarterback They have a stud young wide receiver in Kenny Galladay Do they, they have shot.
0: a quarterback? Matt Stafford mm. He has a broken freaking back Yeah that'll <laughs> heal oh. Does it? Does your back just heal? I no. don't know Mine's broken right now How Matt- old is Stafford? My age, 31, 32. Oh, he's yeah.
1: there until, he's, until 2022, so he's got three seasons.
0: He's a bulldog, though. He's a very good football player that not enough people appreciate i think i agree i agree because the only conversation about him is always like oh he puts up good numbers but they never win it's like well what do you want from your quarterback man what else is he supposed to do like is, is a quarterback not supposed to put up good numbers and then they're <laughs> supposed to win like i i don't understand how maddie stafford kind of gets that bad and i think bleach report with that um unbelievable made him emo. what was that yeah pad Stafford or whatever it is it's like what what the hell do you want your Sorry, a quarterback that's a passing quarterback is putting up big numbers. Like what do you want the guy to do? Stink so they win more? I don't I don't know how. He's clearly clearly not the problem in Detroit. If he was to leave, how would Detroit Lions fans? They would literally all. go 0 and 16 every single year. If he leaves the Detroit Lions, I swear to you, what, I'm done they, with the franchise. What was What was your guys record so far this year? Uh, we've won three games.
2: <laughs> <laughs> was he the starter? Bro? Oh, no. Yes, he was
0: the starter, in all three of them. Oh, he Blau. Uh, uh, Driscoll. Driscoll.
1: Hey, yeah, don't sleep on Big Play Blau. Driscoll sucks. Driscoll sucks. Matt Patricia, bro. The defense has got worse since
0: he's got. That. I have a question, though. Matt Patricia, by all accounts, very, very intelligent football coach. By all accounts, literally. Everybody. Used Rocket to, science. Rocket science legit rockets The if you look at that seattle seahawks game and you hear the story behind it all he knew they were going to throw the ball like he knew it was going to happen everybody's like oh the pick came out of nowhere it's like no no big brain matt patricia with his ticonderoga knew it was gone. <laughs> so he goes in there and it's just abysmal it, it has been an abysmal situation now now there's a broken back on the quarterback there's a lot of things going on can anybody go in there in when the, if you're another coach and you see what Matt Patricia's done there you see what everybody else is the Jim Caldwell had a couple winning seasons by the way and he gets fired mm-hmm. like the Lions fan Lions ownership has a couple winning seasons they're like get him out of here get Jim Caldwell the hell doesn't have enough personality doesn't have enough spunk let's bring in the big bearded smart guy that, with Ty Conderoga. that'll work he hasn't won if you're a coach why would you want to take that job I just don't know I guess because you have Matt Stafford if you're a young guy, maybe not getting offers from anywhere else, I guess you go because it's a big paycheck. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I just don't see why you'd want that gig. And I don't know if they're firing Matt Patricia just yet.
3: No, I don't. I don't. I don't know if they are either. I don't think so. Tough yet. division. Top oh, division. Especially with,
0: Berton. hey, primetime Kirk Cousins was born, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. Weeks yep. ago, mm-hmm. So he's only getting
3: better. Oh, yeah. You got Aaron Rodgers. I guess Rodgers is like the 16th best quarterback <laughs> in the NFL, so you're not really worried about that. We'll
0: talk about that soon. That was said by a human who's paid to talk about football on television earlier today. Ty is not happy about it. I just don't know, A, if that position is going to be open, or B, if I want it. Who's number five?
1: Number five, as a team that I think you like, the yep. Cleveland Browns.
0: This is now, this is a head coaching gig I could get behind here. This is something I wouldn't mind coaching. Failure is accepted, <laughs> <laughs> failure is expected. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are things that if you fail there, they're like, yep, there's nothing you could do. This is organizational failure from top. To bottom has been for decades now fan base is still going to show up people still love the brownies they're still hype before the season and if you do bad it's just like same <laughs> old brands brownies. that's just the way it'll go but if you look at that roster Okay, on the offensive side, now, who knows what's going to happen with Odell? Apparently, Odell's been dapping people up in pregame. <laughs> what up, man? Good to see you. Give me the hell out of here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, what's up? Good to see you again. Now, you're the best. Congrats on the wedding. Uh, Give me the hell out of here. All right. I guess that's been happening, Jim.
1: 2023 mate. is his contract, though. If they don't want to.
0: Yeah, So, but he's been there. Yeah. He's going to be there. Jarvis Landry's going to be there. You got um, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb and um, Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt and
1: Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, defense, Greedy
0: Williams. What are you laughing about, Zito? Oh, nothing. Uh, something popped up my computer. I try it out. Uh, I, I might have a virus on my computer. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, T right. So I kick in there. The uh, <laughs> you know, in by drop. the way, terrible what happened there. Yes. But uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Miles Garrett's about to be neutered, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you're about to get Miles Garrett, who's only focusing on what working out right now. He's not allowed to be in a facility if he's suspended. So all he's gonna be work, uh, working on is his workout becoming quicker somehow and he he was up for like defensive mvp conversations Mm -hmm. the first couple weeks let's say he gets back in the game that defense is kind of coming together if you can get a if you can turn around cleveland you will get like a 10-year, $700 million contract. And if you can't, it's like, yeah, that's what happens. I've been told by an NFL coach before that you haven't really coached in the NFL until you get fired from Cleveland. Mm -hmm. That's just what happens. You haven't really coached in the NFL until you've been to Cleveland and got fired from there. But if you can be the coach that can turn it around, you're a hero for the rest of your life. It's like if you're in the WWE and you have a little bit of run, you can do signings forever, Mm -hmm. like at bingo halls and things. You can make money for the rest of your life if you want. If you go into Cleveland in front of that dog pound, and turn that franchise around, you could probably be governor of Ohio if you want, like day, the mm-hmm. next day. In my eyes, that's the best job. Just because the expectation level, the risk-reward level, everything is just in your favor if you win at all. And you don't have to win a lot. You don't have to win a lot. You win eight games, nine games, and then you just show oh, yeah. that you're getting a little bit better after Hugh Jack City and his kitchens guy. You could potentially become... King of Cleveland Which is a great city To be king of They got a couple Casinos over there
4: Here's the problem With that It's got to be Either a young guy Or a coach On his last leg Because their GM Dorsey Is a uh, power hungry guy He doesn't like to Give up a lot of power So whoever he gets Is going to be Under his thumb And it's his (laughs) second Chance at being a GM. He was fired from Kansas City.
0: Yeah, but so, he, he built that roster, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I, every, the knock on Dorsey is he doesn't care about anything other than getting players in there. Obviously, he was the only player, only coach, or only GM that would sign, you know, some players that mm-hmm. nobody else would sign. Right. <laughs> Which, by the way, what if Antonio Brown ends up in a Cleveland Browns? Oh. Oh. Jarvis Landry, Odell <laughs> Beckham, and Antonio Brown playing wide receiver? They mess it up somehow. Now, of course, of course, they would <laughs> But if they didn't, <laughs> you're a hero forever. And we said this yesterday. After Antonio Brown's Twitter spree yesterday, not 100% sure he's ever going to get back in the mm. NFL, which we are all bummed about. But I think that Cleveland Browns position is the one that Here's I'll the be.
1: negatives that they're saying. Five coaches since 2012. So he's he's got a quick trigger. You have to live in Cleveland. and They uh, said
0: that on ESPN?
1: Yeah, I thought I saw that on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Uh-oh. you're in a division with the Ravens. Lamar Jackson's going to be good for a long time. Yeah, and. I'll say it, Steelers. And I mean, the Bengals are so good that you have to record their sideline, so mm-hmm.
0: people think they're going to be good. <laughs> so it is a tough time. Is division. Baker? Joe Burrow. Is Baker Joe. the future, too? Yeah, he's going to have to be for at least another year, right? How yeah. Many oh, yeah, is, yeah. How many years they give first overall pick? Three? You get four with four. a fifth year option, I no, believe. No, but I'm saying if oh. you fail to get it done.
1: I mean, they gave James and Mariota the whole four years.
0: And by the way, that Tennessee Titans team has come up out of nowhere after benching him. What if that happened? What, who'd they have over there? They had Tyrod Taylor, right? Hugh Jackson had Tyrod Taylor yep, over yes. there. Wanted him start, and then Baker came in and lit a fire on mm-hmm. the team. Yeah. And then all this year has happened. I, I will say this about Baker Mayfield: might be the best actor in the NFL. Might be. Hey, there's a new commercial out every single week, and I'm gonna say it. he's good at them.
1: <laughs> I, I, I love, I love those the B.P. one.
0: The beep one is he, people are coming after him with pets because they said it's sending their dogs into a tissue. Soft dogs. Well, I think that, uh, when I blew his duck call, I guess my, all my animals started losing their mind. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> that, like,
2: that happened in my yeah, house, yeah.
0: Came, Sam sent me a text. He was like, will you, stop with the damn, <laughs> will you stop with the damn duck call? Our three-legged cat, Scootsy, just went off the top. <laughs> my God! My God! <laughs> okay, so go through them again.
1: Okay. one Cowboys. So they won Cowboys. Two Panthers, three Falcons, four Lions, five Browns.
0: Yeah, see, I wouldn't take any of those jobs other than the Browns.
1: And show. then, obviously, the bad ones are they had six Jags, seven Jets, eight Giants, nine Redskins.
0: Uh, Good right? culture, the Redskins, though. Yeah, well, Bruce Allen said that. <gasps> that. That that buffoon is a guy you'd want to work for. Yeah. You would not want to go there. And I'm gonna, will there be more coaches fired than that, or you think that's the number? That's a lot of coaches, by the way. That's like mm-hmm. a third of the league getting fired. I think
1: that's the average number, like seven to nine normally a lot that's
0: insanity for me bro insanity welcome back oh man this show's going so good isn't it i hope you're enjoying the hell out of it what i will say is uh we all say don't judge a book by its cover but we also know that's exactly what most of us do appearance can be everything especially in a professional situation which is why i want to talk to you about the bag over your shoulder. You hear me, Sam? Yep. Are you still carrying that old college backpack to work or around town?
3: Sure am.
0: If so, it's time to grow up. Look the part and get yourself a Daniels briefcase. Based in New York City, Daniels makes leather briefcases for the modern professional and they're making boys look like men one bag at a time. See, Sam, I was asking you and I I, I, I meant... uh, You. I meant me. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was me speaking
3: about you, about me,
0: and you knew that.
3: Yeah, because I do because use. I'm the shopper that would get you the new bag briefcase.
0: Exactly. Yep. Exactly.
3: So for Christmas,
0: great gift this
3: for the is probably what I should get you for
0: the modern professional maybe the young professional in your life or maybe even yourself. Gift yourself. A bag that's made from premium Italian leather. Daniels is the briefcase you'll want to gift and get this holiday season. Daniels is designed in New York City with working professionals in mind. It's a bag built for real life. That means high quality, durable, Paisan Italian leather, simplicity in design, and no flashy logos. Just timeless style that works no matter where you are in your career. We just got one of these delivered to the office. And it has a foxy inseam, a bunch of foxes. So we got it for old Evan Foxy. So Evan Foxy stops carrying around his college backpack. Whenever we're walking into these buildings, he's all of a sudden looking like a bazillion bucks. But it doesn't cost that much to become a professional-looking professional. This week, listeners of this show can get $50 off their Daniels briefcase at DanielsNYC.com. That's D A N I E L S. -S 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 NYC.com and use the promo code PAT at checkout. That's 50 bucks off one of their leather briefcases. Plus, they offer free shipping, free returns, and free exchanges. Treat yourself a friend or a loved one this holiday season with this one-of-a-kind gift again. That's DanielsNYC.com. Promo code PAT for $50 off a handcrafted, high-quality Italian leather briefcase with free shipping, free returns, and free exchanges. Wow. Wow. It's amazing. You should go get one. It is time for a segment. Our show's a big segment show. Uh, sometimes we get lost in the sauce and stop talking about things that truly matter in this world. And that's why we have our friend Nick with us. Ladies and gentlemen, notable news with Nick. Nick, what's going on in the world that we haven't talked about yet?
4: Uh, Clinton Portis is named among 10 former NFL players charged with defrauding a health care program.
3: What does this mean? Well, essentially, what they were doing is uh, they were recruiting guys on their teams to submit false claims to the NFL like Player Health Reimbursement Program. So they would say like uh, that they were buying like hyperbaric chambers and like X X-ray machines, like s- things that sometimes were costing as much as like fifty to sixty thousand dollars. And then they would recruit more players to basically say like, hey, if you file these false claims, we'll give you kickbacks or bribes or anything like that yeah it's like it's a it's a full thing and then so Uh, that's uh, not to execute the plan they were filling out like fake prescriptions and like a bunch of fake stuff to to like you know reinforce what they were doing by the
0: way clinton port is friend of the show yeah Mm -hmm. friend of this show here anytime fraud is involved in things and money is involved in things people normally go a lot harder than you would expect them to. Now, morally, things are wrong, of course. But anytime you try to take billionaires' money, that normally is a pretty big deal. And we are very much hoping that Clinton Portis can clear his name, that he wasn't as part of this as much as they are saying. I just read the article as well. They're saying Clinton Portis was a pretty big part of this, but Clinton Portis is saying he had no idea that this was happening. Obviously, he was not in the know. We are hoping for the the sake of him being a friend of our show, that he doesn't end up in jail for a long time. But this feels like something, especially when billionaires are losing money and they have all their lawyers, and now you got... Uh, what is it for a federal crime? More than 10000
2: Yeah, to make it... To uh, upgrade it to, like, lar- grand larceny or something like that, on a state level.
0: And it seems like it was done on more than numerous occasions, mm-hmm. way more than $10,000. This could be a real problem for these guys, and uh, this is sad to hear about, to be honest. I, I don't like hearing ex-NFL players not do good. I'm actually in the process of trying to set something up to take care of ex NFL players because of the stats that we all hear about 80% going broke within two years of retiring, no matter how much money you made, because growing up, You have no idea. I mean, some of us, when you grow up, you have no concept of what money is, right? Because you're just, your parents are just trying to make it week to week, trying to make the bills, trying to just keep us remortgaging the house numerous times, like that type of stuff. And then you're handed this gross amount of cash and they're like, all right, now be disciplined with this money. Your entire life, you've looked at things that you wanted your entire life. You've seen these incredible cars and these incredible houses and the way these people live, they have a lot of money, but you need to be disciplined with your money because you don't know how long your career is going to be. That's a lot easier to say than they actually do as somebody that's been there done that who almost had zero dollars after my first nfl career going into my second year if that season didn't start and i didn't make that team we would have been right back into debt. (laughs) It's very hard to be remain disciplined with cash when you've never had cash your entire life. So a lot of NFL players obviously get into financial problems after they retire, and it's a lot easier said than done to be disciplined with your money, especially when there's a lot of things that are awesome out there that you could potentially, that money can give you. And now it takes guys to do desperate things to find ways to get cash and to generate cash. I hope this is all false, but boy, I don't think this ends up good for the guys, especially when you're defrauding billionaires they don't like that i don't think from what i've been told just in
3: the past do you think this like pushes back all the stuff they're trying to do for like retired players too it's like we're trying to help you guys out and you're just defrauding us on the back end so screw it why would we continue to do so
0: i sat in like a commissioner town hall thing down to draft the day of the draft It was my first time in this it was a it was commissioner goodell and troy smith were sitting And then there was like a circle of chairs, and then there was like a second round of circle chairs. And it was supposed to be just an open conversation about things that we think the NFL should get better at and, and with retired players and stuff like that. And there was a lot of ogs I, I mean matt slater's dad is an og in the nfl i think he's a super bowl champ he's a hall of famer he was talking a lot there was guys that were like in their 70s talking a lot about how the nfl has never really taken care of them right the game was built on the backs of these old shoulders or of these old players and now that there's so much money being made these guys used to have to work two jobs while playing in the nfl now there's so much being money being made in the nfl pa's job was to take care of the retired players in the nfl's eyes but they haven't done that right so I just sat back. I literally just sat back and waited. You don't have insurance for the rest of your life. You only have it for five years after you retire. So a lot of these guys, you know, go into big time broken debt, trying to keep up with the the finances of their their mental or their health issues. I mean, mental issues are also happening as well. And I sat back until the very end. I didn't say anything. I didn't think it was my role to talk. in there It was my first time I was invited to one of these. I didn't want to say too much. And at the very end, I said, you guys are currently in the middle of debating in CBA. If the NFL was to say, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put some money aside for the ex-players. We're going to put money aside so we can provide health care for the players that played before the current season that have built the NFL into what it is. You could probably get a sponsor, I'd assume, to do this. Insurance companies love sponsoring things. Have them take care of the OGs of the NFL. Everybody wins. And then if you also put a little bit of money aside to maybe help out some guys that find themselves in financial ruins, the NFL could get a good PR spin and look like absolute heroes in the whole thing, as opposed to relying on the NFLPA, who I have heard directly say, "Well, hey, we got to get our money; they can take care of themselves." I've heard the NFLPA say that to uh, the active rosters, like because every time the NFLPA would come and. As you're a young player, you don't really ask many questions, right? Because you don't really know how the game goes. You thank the NFLPA. They show you this entire video about how the NFL used to be and how it is now. And thanks to the NFLPA, they're like, rats used to run around on the locker room (laughs) floor. Guys would smoke cigarettes that they had to hand roll themselves, like that type of stuff. And then the NFLPA helped. It's like, I understand the purpose of the NFLPA then, right? And I understand the purpose of unions then. But now we're at the point where the NFLPA... Could take a much bigger step in taking care of retired players, and as you get older in those meetings, you start asking like, is there any way we can set aside some money for retired players? Because everybody in here is going to be a retired player at some point. Like every human in this in this building right now is going to be a retired player. And the 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 answer that you normally get is, oh, we can take care of that at some point. Let's worry about the guys that are in the league right now. And it's like, well that's not great for any (laughs) of us I mean that's good for you guys I guess so I I pitched that idea to Commissioner Goodell's face I was like is there any way you guys in a good PR could just take care of the retired players get an insurance company to give insurance for the rest of the lives I mean I think that would go a long way and I got uh, a, we'll take that in consideration which obviously meant uh, go to hell Uh, (laughs) but this is potentially something that you know like could be a bad blood between retired players which don't need in the NFL which isn't good but if I know anything about billionaires whenever money is being taken from them or frauded from them they are going to bring the hammer extra hard down which is not good for our friend mm-hmm. Clinton Portis if he is doing what they're saying he's doing right now right I don't love it anything else
4: uh, there. Baker Mayfield spoke up about the rumors about Odell Beckham Jr. yesterday he said I mean there's all rumors going around but I have had my conversations with him and I know what we talk about so I trust him
0: wholeheartedly well well, then that's all that needs to be said <laughs> <laughs> By the way, who is telling Jay Glazer that when Odell Beckham dapped me up, he said, Get me the hell out of here? I think I have a bigger problem with that than anything. Tom. Tom. Brady. You think Odell Beckham, whenever he handed him that shoe, inside the uh-huh. shoe he had a note? Mm. Oh, it was on the tongue. That's probably what happened. He probably, whenever he handed him that goatskin hair shoe that says OBJ on it to Tom Brady, <laughs> there was probably a note inside of it that Tom Brady's kid saw because <laughs> Tom Brady probably took that to the house, just kind of put it on something, you know. he's was like, oh, look at this thing. And then his kid pulls out. He's Dad, did you see this note? And said, get me the hell out of here. And he's like, oh, this is hilarious. Takes it into the locker room. Somebody in the locker room oh. then tells Jake Glazer. That is a problem, though, I have. If people are taking private conversations with Odell and taking them to Jay Glazer and other reports like that, that a hey, kind of a scumbag. That move. is a scumbag move. But I guess anytime, hey, a rat's a rat. I guess no matter how That's you do it.
1: Jay's in L.A., right? Yeah. Tom spends his off seasons there. He's the, they get chummy.
0: Yeah, but Tom hasn't been to L.A. since. Well, then. I'm sure they have each other phone
4: numbers. There's a video of him saying it's to Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. and Garoppolo responding, "I know, I got you." Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> We're being joined now by a guy who's a legend in the football world. He used to run through humans at the University of Miami. He was a first round draft pick for the Buffalo Bills. He played for the Ravens, Broncos, Browns as a Pro Bowler, Heisman Trophy finalist. Ladies and gentlemen, running back,
5: the running
0: back, y'all, Willis McGahey.
3: Yeah.
5: Yo, what's up, buddy?
0: Hey, Willis, our boy Clinton Portis is in a bad spot this morning, man.
5: Man, believe it or not, I just seen it. That's crazy.
0: I literally just saw it. We just read about it. And I am, I, I, hopefully, obviously, hopefully his name just got mixed up in this whole thing and he didn't do anything. But this sounds like a bad situation. None of us know anything about it, but I am not happy about Clinton Portis being mixed up in his friend of the show, good guy. Let's pivot, though. Uh, Mr. Willis McGahey. You were a superstar in college, a stud in the NFL. You did get injured, though, in a rather large game as a college uh, running back, and then you decided to leave. Nowadays, it seems like there is a much more prevalent occurrence of college players not playing in bowl games in aspirations of going to the NFL. As somebody who's lived it in the worst possible way, are you for or against that type of thing?
5: You know what? I have mixed feelings about it, man. I'm not even going to sit here and lie about it, you know, because at the end of the day, you're playing. You're letting your teammates down. For one, yeah. If you're that marquee guy, you're letting your teammates down. You're letting the, the fans down the, at the school. You're letting a lot of people down. But then again, at the end of the day, you're trying to protect your career. You know, who says if you get hurt, you're going to go? You're still going to go first round, like I did. You know, I had a, <laughs> I had a situation where it was like I thought about it. Let me get, let me clear this up. I thought about it, like just taking it easy. But when we were down, the coach was like, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. And I just felt like he was talking to me. And I was like, you know what? I was just like, forget it. I'm just going to go. Whatever happens, happens. And unfortunately, it happened to me. But I still bounced back, you know. It's a big difference from 1 to 23, though, I can tell you that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, my my big thing is, in college, in the NFL, if you find yourself in a good locker room, you can have good chemistry, they can be your boys. But in college, you become boys to men. I mean, not to be cliche, but you really do. Those are your boys. So whenever I see these guys who are maybe second, third-round potential draft picks deciding to sit out in hopes of it i'm always just like couldn't be me man like th- these are your guys these are your last chance to play with them and i understand the business side of it all i think agents kind of get involved in the whole thing in the business side of it but for me that, that is a much more difficult decision than i think a lot of these guys are making
5: well well at the end of the day it's a different generation you know we were brought up a little different than the kids are brought up now now kids are getting praised coming out of little league football you know like this supposed to be all world this and that and People are just pushing them along, praising them all the way until they get to high school, and they don't pan out to be the players that people expect them to be. You know, when we were younger, it was like you didn't get praised; You had to get in where you fit in. You had to work. <laughs> if, you wanted, if you wanted to be that number one guy, you had to go to practice every day, perform and just not, you know, do everything right. Nowadays, you let know, they can tell you're going to be that number one guy, you're going to be that number one guy when you come in, regardless of who's been there, who's been putting that work in.
0: That is 100% true. Let's talk about a guy, who a Florida guy, who's dominated his entire life, and nobody thought he was going to be able to do it when he got to the NFL. And instead, an entire organization changed its offensive philosophy, brought in Greg Roman, and Lamar Jackson has become must-see television. Right now, they're saying his quad injury is questionable for this game tonight uh, against the Jets. If you're Lamar Jackson, A, what is your mindset going into this game against the Jets, which have the number one rushing defense? And, B, is there any thought that potentially rest him because the games going forward are much more important than tonight?
5: I would say rest him, you know, like you said, because the games are more important. This is the NFL, you know. The the organization has put a lot of money, or are going to put a lot of money into this kid, and you don't want to see him, you know, like, mess it up against a team that has nothing to lose, which their job is to just beat the Baltimore Ravens. They're not going to the playoffs. You get what I'm saying? So just rest them. Let them chill. You know, get ready for the playoffs. You know, it's a salty – I'm pretty sure he has a salty feeling from last year from the first playoff game. Yeah. And you want to get back to that game. You want to get him back to that game and see what he does and see how he performs. See if he has evolved since last year.
0: As a running back, a good running back, not only a great running back in the NFL and in college, do you see a lot of running back tendencies in Lamar Jackson? And is that why he has been so successful? Because he has the mind and body of a running back with this incredible ability to throw as well?
5: I think Lamar runs better than certain running backs because he has the moves. He has the agility. He's agile. You know what I mean? He has... He has weapons. Running back has their eyes and feet. Lamar has eyes, feet, and hands. And hips. And hips. So he's, I mean, people like that come around once every 25 years, man. Look look at Vic. Vic was the last one like that. Before Vic, who would you say it was? Uh, Randall
3: Randall Cunningham
5: Cunningham or somebody? Yeah. Yeah, Cunningham. By the way, yeah, so now you got Lamar.
0: Randall Cunningham, one of the best punters to ever exist, too. <laughs> that doesn't get enough credit. The guy put like a 99-yard punt or something like that. Uh, let's pivot to the Buffalo Bills, team that drafted you in the first round after you hurt your knee. Uh, you spent a lot of years up there. They are back. They seem like they are a team that is all the way back. McDermott has a team that he likes. Now, granted, they could potentially lose this weekend against Ducky Hodges on primetime football. What do you see from the Buffalo Bills, though, and do you like the way they're headed?
5: Buffalo Bills have a point to prove, man. You know, it's, it's been some rough years, you know. They got a great Hall of Fame back over there in Frank Gore, University of Miami. Hell yeah. You know, he's still ticking away. I mean, they're, 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 they're real hungry right now, man. They're circling the wagon. That's what they said. <laughs> hey. Did you enjoy
0: your time up in Buffalo?
5: Buffalo was cool, man, believe it or not. You know, unfortunately, well, I departed on bad ways with the team, but, you know, not with the team, with the city. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I tell everybody, I have a daughter out of Buffalo, man, so I have no issue. <laughs> what
0: happened? How was, what happened? Now I should probably know this, and it's probably a little bit more research. And bygones have been bygones. What
5: happened? Uh, uh, it was a contract year, was well, negotiation time, and uh, I did an interview with a with a paper. I want to say it was the Toronto Star. Oh, I forgot. It was it was one of the papers, and they were like, you know, what do you think about Buffalo? Playing in t- Toronto, I'm like, yeah, shoot, sure, why not? You know, I'm a kid from Miami. You know, coming from Miami, going to Buffalo was like a big difference. You know, they was like, what do you do all day? That's so all I do is stay home, play video games, and I go to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and, and yeah, the the reporter, of, of course, I didn't know this at the time. You know, reporters kind of put their own little tweet the stories. Yep. And they were like, oh, McGee, he doesn't like Buffalo, no. this and that. And I was one going out, hanging out in Buffalo, so I didn't understand. All I said was, we should play some games. Yeah, the, the team should play games in, in Toronto. Guess what? Two years later, they start playing games in
3: Toronto.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but, you know, I, I got my my friend this all the time. Darryl Porter played for, play for Buffalo. He said there's only two people in the world that got their jerseys. Yeah. Burn you and LeBron. I was like, yeah, I did. I got this. They brought my jerseys <laughs> at the game, one of the home games after I got traded.
0: See, I would argue that if social media was around back then, you would have been able to explain yourself. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Excuse me, I was just asked the question on whether or not she playing in Toronto. That takes out the media narrative and media spin like that. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, people take things and run with it, man. Yeah, it's, it's some people gonna believe it, some people not. Like, there's still some people out there who know, like. I got a lot of love for Buffalo, but you know, still other people like, "Oh, you a dirtbag, this and that." You know how people can be. Yeah,
0: some people are the worst. Bro. <laughs> some people are the absolute worst. Uh, before we let you go, and I can't thank you enough for taking time today. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? And do you think the Tom Brady-led offense of that Patriots are ever going to be able to turn around?
5: Listen, man, I tell Eric, I'm a Baltimore guy. You know, I retired a Raven. I love to see Ravens there, but that. Dog on Tom Brady and Belichick is just some special come playoff time. Man. I don't know what they got going on. Hey,
0: Baltimore's gonna be burning your jersey too for what
5: you just said. <laughs> no, no, no. I just said No, they I just said I said the Patriots are special. I don't know what they got going on, but they always find a way.
1: Yep. They're filming I, like
5: stuff. I said in the beginning, I would like football. I like Baltimore to get there. But you you still gotta you still can't count out Belichick and Brady, man.
0: Agreed. What do you think about the Niners and uh the NFC?
5: The Niners, I believe it's going to be out of the Niners in Seattle. Okay. Hey,
0: Russell Wilson, did you hear him mic'd up, and have you ever played with somebody that was as positive as him on the field? Like, the things he was saying was like out of a movie almost. I've never heard a human in real life talk the way he talked on Monday Night Football the other night when he was mic'd up.
5: I don't think nobody gets more positive than Tim Tebow talking, bro. I mean, (laughs) 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 the the guy is a curse you know instead of him saying that dropping the f word he says freaking you know things like that i mean he's a positive guy i think they both have great characteristics in the leading teams talking inspiring That's kind of hard to say man
0: all right well hey mr willis mcgahee we're all pulling for our guy clinton portis shout out frank gore and thank you to you for having some time for us today i can't thank you enough ladies and gentlemen two-time pro Bowler willis mcgahee thank you man Thank you. Appreciate you, man, for having me on the show. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate you. Cheers, dude. Howdy-doody, little friends. (laughs) Ravens have been punting a lot tonight. I mean, I like a good punt, but not whenever you bet the over. And the Ravens. Let's get things going. Good to see you, Sam Cook. Also, good returner there for the Jets. Had no idea he existed. Brant Boyer, special teams coach for the Jets. Used to be the assistant special teams coach in Indianapolis for a long time. He also played football for a long time in the NFL as a special teamer. He used to be a wedge buster for over ten years. Think about the legend that that human has to be. Yes, if you're like most people, you set a New Year's resolution to be healthier, go on a diet, or to start working out. We do things like lift weights, run, bike, hike, and watch what we get. But most of us will overlook the most basic activity of all: breathing. Mm. How about that? Validated by top fitness experts, performance breathing is the most overlooked activity that can do more to help you get active, perform, and recover. And I've got the easy solution for you in just five to 10 minutes per day. It's the XPT Life app, and it will blow your mind. Let me tell you a little bit about XPT. XPT Life was inspired by the training techniques and lifestyle habits of big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, and former pro athlete, Gabrielle Reist. The XBT Life app is rooted in the most basic yet powerful human trait that you need to breathe. It's that simple. The average human takes 23,040 breaths a day. So wouldn't it make sense that we should learn to breathe the best way we can to perform the best you can? That's why the real secret behind XBT and what makes it unique are the breathing programs. The team brought together best techniques from around the world to improve recovery, resilience, and performance in both the mind and body. I started doing this and I started recovering faster. I started feeling a lot more energized. And to be honest, it's just a couple little things here and there, different techniques that you can easily pick up and easily become a better breather, which makes you a better liver, which makes your life even greater. To build on the fundamentals of breathe, move, recover, XPT's revolutionary approach gives you the tools to challenge your physical and even mental boundaries. Professional athletes such as Aaron Rodgers and Kevin Durant, the US military and Olympic athletes, have experienced positive effects from this system. XPT is offering you access to this revolutionary program for free with the new XPT Life Feel Less Stress, More Focus, and Improved Performance. Just go to XPTlife.com forward slash America to download the app. Many Many health and wellness experts are predicting XPT life and performance breathing to become one of the hottest new trends in 2020. So be there before the trend starts. Be there at the beginning and start feeling a lot better at xptlife.com forward slash America and download the app. There's more to it than just breathing. It is a complete program that includes XPT Move, which has personal training programs and daily workouts. The workouts are there to challenge you physically and even mentally, but the problem with pushing yourself is that you can burn out. That's why the XBT Life app also includes a recovery. With the XBT Life app guiding you through proprietary post-workout recovery plans, you can recover faster to get back into the game. You have untapped potential. Go find it and go to xbtlife.com forward slash America to download the app. That is xbtlife.com forward slash America and download the app for free. Discover how performance breathing in the XBT Life app can be your secret to your better mental and physical state.
2: I actually have a a Colts question for you if you have time for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay, so I saw this stat today on our boy Jacoby Brissett. Which, by the
0: way, I don't think there has been a single show that has been more supportive of Jacoby Brissett than us.
2: Absolutely. I'm I'm still a big fan, but I saw this stat. So in the first quarter and third quarter of each game he has an excellent quarterback rating first quarter 118.9 third quarter 105 in the second and fourth quarter second quarter 84.2 fourth quarter 75.5 so the criticism is first and third quarter he's running basically off the script and then as the game progresses beyond scripted aspects of the offense he suffers is this a fair
0: critique okay so who's that on is that on the coaching staff that can't adjust from the script so the scripted plays now granted the scripted plays are like the plays that your quarterback's most comfortable with the scripted plays are also to get a picture of how the defense is going to handle the different formations or schemes that you're thinking about running so a lot of plays i don't want to say they're not expecting them to not work but or to work but there's a lot of plays they're putting out there that they don't really care if it works in the script because they just want to see how the defense is going to adjust to it okay So if we motion this running back out of the backfield and then we run it to the left, how did they cover that running back? Maybe we can utilize this later with a little dump off, little wheel route, little screen to the right things along that nature. So if, if he's not doing well in the second quarter and the fourth quarter, in my eyes, Frank Reich has been a noted good play caller. Frank Reich has been a guy who's done very well with quarterback. I think that's almost a more damning stat on him than it is on Jacoby, right? Now, is Jacoby missing throws in the second quarter and fourth quarter that he isn't uh, missing in the first and third quarters? Possibly, but this feels as if this is a schematic thing more so than a Jacoby thing. I could be wrong, but in my eyes, that's more damning for the offense as a whole as opposed to Jacoby percent as a singular person now the Colts are going to have to make a decision here about Jacoby I think he's definitely going to get another year I think he's going to get an entire offseason being the starter which he has never gotten by the way in his entire career he has never had an entire offseason being the guy he's never had an entire offseason in the weight room everybody knowing he's the guy in the meetings everybody knowing he's the guy in the even in the cafeteria knowing that you're the guy is just a different world right what you say matters more your ideas and your opinions on concepts mean more the whole team is basically shaped around you this is Jacoby's first opportunity to have an offseason for that I'll be excited to see how he does next year because at the beginning of this year he looked unstoppable then he had that knee injury in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. which nobody could have guessed Cam Hayward picked up Quentin Nelson dumped him on his knee and everything has kind of changed since then I'm excited to see what Jacoby does next year and he's had a pretty good rate for a starting quarterback as opposed to being paid this asinine amount of money which a lot of starting quarterbacks have to have they have to build the team around but for me that's more damning on the scheme and the strategy of the offense as opposed to Jacoby
1: as someone who has to deal with this all the time I'm hearing a lot of things like second quarter fourth quarter second half of the season
0: maybe just getting tuckered out yeah, maybe he's tired, huh? Maybe he gets tired after the first quarter. There, there isn't a long enough break in between the quarters. Need a little bit longer. We need more dogs humping each other, catching frisbees. <laughs> maybe he's just tired. Maybe he gets a little tired. Because well, it is his first full starting season, right? And he didn't know until, what, 10 days before the season started, yeah. he was going to be a starter. Uh, That's like whenever I went in the year uh, we ended up eventually going 2-14, and 14, I show up at training camp. And I had, had a great off-season. I mean, a great off-season. And I get a text message from the sheriff saying, hey, hey, come down and see me. I'm down in the training room. And I hadn't seen him for like a, a month or two. And I assumed he just wanted to hear some stories, you know, vicariously lived through me, what I just did. And I walk in, and he just has all these wires coming off of him. And I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell is going on? And then one of my good friends, who's the head physical therapist at the Colts, looks at me and goes, and I have like big eyes. He goes, oh, you didn't expect to see this, huh? And I was like, what the hell is going on? He goes, oh, hey, pal, I got to do this for like another 30 minutes. You do anything cool offseason i was like well it appears as if i didn't train hard enough (laughs) it appears as if uh, we're gonna be punting a lot more than i expected and that was whenever i was kind of told like hey he has a little bit of a neck issue there might be a there's a spinal fusion thing that's happening and all this stuff and then lo and behold we signed Kerry collins out of retirement out of a hunting I think he was in a deer stand whenever we hired him. He didn't want to come back. And then Curtis Painter and Orlovsky, and we go 2-14. But that was one of those things where if I knew we were probably going to break a record for punting, I probably would have done a little bit more in the offseason. I was coming into the season ready to skip right back into the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl, knowing that we have the greatest of all time. And then whammy, I'm I'm summoned down there, basically, from a flip phone text message. (laughs) And I see these wires coming out. I'm like, damn. I, I'm going to go start doing some cardio. I, I, it looks like we're going to be punting a lot this year. Turns out we did. Almost broke the record for most punts in the season. I was not ready for it. Jacoby, an entire offseason, being a starter, he'll probably treat a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy for him. And I, I'm excited to see the Colts. But that is a is a very interesting stat right there. I, I think the whole organization is going to have to look at
2: that. And score. I like your explanation much better than Dix's. Let's go with play calling and a young wide receiver.
0: Call. Well, and he could be tired. I mean, it's yeah. something that could happen. And, so, al- and also... When T.Y. is not in, it's a whole different ballgame. So I'm assuming they're going to get another weapon. They're going to have to get another weapon aside from T.Y. So T.Y. isn't just eating double and triple teams, which is what T.Y. has had to do because he's the only weapon. I assume they'll bring in somebody else also. I'm excited to watch what Chris Ballard does with the roster. In
3: terms of preparation, though, like they say that quarterbacks prepare the same way no matter what, but there's no way that he was preparing to be the starting quarterback going into this season in the offseason, right? So they
0: were saying that all OTAs, he was getting the one snaps. In all training camp he was getting the one snap. So I, I think just mentally it's a lot different than the physically. I, I think with Andrew wasn't taking a lot of reps anyways because right. of different injuries that they were skating around. They were like, uh, it was his ankle, I think, at one point, it was his knee at one point. Todd, am I right with that? Yeah, I think it was like they said it was his ankle, right. he wasn't practicing and his knee at one point, yep. and it was this. Like he didn't practice at all during OTAs. And the local news was just like, Andrew sits out again today, but don't worry, Colts like the messaging was always like Andrew hasn't practiced yet, but don't worry and then training camp started happening like Andrew is resting today, but don't worry. And then whammy that Adam Schefter tweet comes out of nowhere. So Jacoby took a lot of one reps because luck wasn't practicing. But mentally knowing you're the guy, it's just a whole different ball game. I mean, they are humans out there. You, you expect, oh, he gets paid a lot of money to do his job. He should, it's a kid's game, all that stuff. Yeah, but when you know you're the CEO of an operation, you're going to act a lot differently than the regional manager will. That's, that's just a very easy way to look at it. And I would assume now with head coaches too, right? Like when these head coaches get these jobs, it's a whole different ball game now. Mm-hmm. No longer are you just a coordinator where you only have to worry about your side of the ball. Now you got to answer a lot of dumb questions about a lot of things. It's a whole different world whenever you become the guy in different positions, I would assume in real life as well.
1: I have a stat here for you. I'm excited Ooh. for it. Hey, hey, Tony, stats. I mean, this is before rookie contracts and everything like that, but the Colts, again... They have 107 million in cap space next year.
0: That's what I'm saying. And Chris Ballard, by the way, has done good with the money. He's paid people that have done a lot for the Colts. Jack Doyle just signed a big deal. He paid a, Jacoby Brissett, made him the guy. T.Y. Hilton, I assume, is going to get paid again soon. And they need to bring in some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And Chris Ballard lives and dies with the, um, the the trenches mm-hmm. loves it. Mm-hmm. Oh. I assume they'll invest in that. But the AFC South is becoming a team that people are really gonna have to start reckoning, especially if Tannehill gets an average deal down in Tennessee. You got Tannehill a revamped, revitalized, good Tannehill as opposed to the Dolphin Tannehill where the offensive line coach was running through more um, <laughs> Colombian bam bam than 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 what's his face, the Narco guy. Escobar. <laughs> yeah Escobar Pablo. So Tannehill is Deshaun Watson, I mean this this and if Gardner Minshew continues to get better, which is hilarious to think about, the AFC South's gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. And Colts gotta keep keep getting better, man. You think Ty still has uh, some time left? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. He he came out this week and said he he wants to play again this year. He's not giving up on his team.
0: Yeah, Ty doesn't get hit much. He kind of the only thing that ever happens is him. He gets like a pull or a bruise or something like that. Nagging injury. But, yeah, but he's a he is a. He's a Ferrari. That that guy is very fast. He's not as big as everybody else, so he's found out figured out ways to not get hit. And he is just a smart football player as well. High football IQ. Learned a lot from Reggie Wayne. Knows how to find holes. He's a quarterback's best friend. But when he gets hurt, the entire team suffers from it. That's why you need another weapon. Need another weapon for sure. What did Roger Goodell say in his press conference at the owner's meetings? I'm excited to hear it. Anthony, you know? I do know. Okay.
1: He started off that he say he sees no momentum in changing the playoff seating because the Eagles and Cowboys stink.
0: By the way, the only change that I would like to see potentially in the playoffs is an asterisk, a clause, that if you have a losing record, you forfeit your automatic bid for the playoffs to the next highest uh, conference team. I like that. I, I don't think that's too crazy. I think if your division can't find a team that can have a winning record, you don't deserve a shot. That's just the way it should go. Give it to somebody else, especially in this NFC where there's a lot of hot teams right now. The fact that one of them are going to have to sit out uh, because of the NFC least is a, in my eyes, potential conversation starter. But I think the NFL playoffs are perfect. I, I mean, I would like it to be known that I mm-hmm, think the mm-hmm. NFL playoffs are perfect. And this does not happen on a regular occasion where a team with a losing record gets in like this. It's only happened every once in a while. But not a bad thing to put a little, you know, little clause in there. a Clause yeah. to the clause. Yeah. Unless you have a losing record and you still are divisional champs, you forfeit your right for the bid to somebody else that has tried and played better than you have this particular season.
1: Yeah, because the Rams and Vikings, with a much better record, are have to get, one of those teams are going to have to sit out.
0: And that's a shame. It's a shame. That's a shame.
1: Kick rog-
0: them off the tour, dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Raj also said the league has moved on after Kaepernick chose
0: not to take an incredible <laughs> opportunity. By the way, normally the world is against Roger Goodell. I think with the way that entire thing panned out, a lot of people who were even on Colin Kaepernick's side, like I was on Kaepernick's side, by the way, a lot of people have come after me on the Internet from both races, whites and African-American folks, saying that I was dumb for taking my positioning, which has always been. I very much understand what he was kneeling for. I appreciate the fact that he generated a conversation that has potentially made our country a better place and a more understanding place. And although the reason for the protests was definitely confused on both sides of the aisle here. One was fighting for injustice. One thought it was completely against the military, which you could see how both sides could potentially run with it. They turned their backs on each other, decided not to talk to each other. And I, who have been in an NFL locker room and around a lot more uh these situations i think i a little bit more understanding like yeah i understand that these guys feel a duty to give back to their community which is what colin kaepernick was doing and a lot of guys that took a knee throughout the whole thing it just got misconstrued i was on Kaepernick's side for a long time i thought it killed ratings i don't think a lot of people expected or appreciate i think it very much turned people off from the nfl but i think it in the end made our world a better place and for one day one day we all wish By the way, Jay-Z wishes this, who set this up. I wish this. I think a lot of people, just for one day, he played by the NFL's rules. And if they didn't sign him, I think even more people would have been on his side. Instead, he made it a distraction. He made it a show, a cluster. And ain't nobody going to want to sign him now. And honestly, you can't blame him at this point. I think there were some teams that were thinking about signing him. And then what happened, happened. And now it's just like, yep, Roger Goodell can say things like this. And everybody's like, yeah. Mm Hey, we Hey. We feel you, man. We agree completely. And by the way, if I'm calling Kaepernick, I can understand how you don't trust the NFL for what has happened. But for one day, just one day, if he would have just played their game, this could be a completely different story. could have came full circle. Mm-hmm. But instead, here we are. He's probably never going to play in the NFL again. It's a shame. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's good or not. I have no idea if he's good or not. I think there's teams that legitimately wanted to sign him, though, that would have appreciated a workout without the cameras and without the things. They could talk to him, ask him questions, and all that stuff. But instead, he made it about him and his team and whatever. He, I mean, Roger Goodell's done with it, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, right. done with oh, it. Yeah. Hey, Ship his I do not want to hear any more questions. Uh, Mr. Z Hova made me do that workout, and he made us look like fools, <laughs> so I'm done with it completely is what Roger Goodell said.
1: In regards to the CBA... Raj isn't sure how far apart the owners and players are. I don't know where we'll be. I know we've committed to work hard and try to keep the issues at the table and try to see if we can reach an agreement.
0: All this is is PR now. A couple weeks ago, they were like, oh, we're almost near being finished. That's either the NFL saying we're almost near finished to put pressure on the NFLPA not to come out and say, no, we're not, because then the NFLPA looks like a bunch of spoiled brats, or it's the NFLPA putting that out to make the NFL look bad. Just know that during these CBA negotiations, it is 1,000% PR. PL- spin in, a, in an attempt to get leverage over the other person. That's just the way it goes. They wanted to be billionaires versus millionaires, but it's not that. Remember that. It's everyday guys who've worked their ass off to get into a league trying to leverage against 32 bi- sorry, 30 billionaires, including uh, the guy at the Raiders yeah. and then the Packers <laughs> negotiating. It's it's going to be a crazy scene. The fact that they were thinking about finishing early is crazy. On the casting couch, uh, the, the chatting couch is a man from Boston who steals all of our snacks in our office. <laughs> oh, come on. Connor Campbell. How's it going, Connor? Uh, it's going well, actually. Hey, I- I'm sure it's going well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. I could go for a snack maybe yeah. here, too, you know? Yeah, so we have to buy snacks, obviously, because we're a fully running office here. We got like 12 people that work here on a daily basis. You know, we try to keep it a little bit upbeat, try to keep some snacks in here. Every single time Ty, Zito, Fox, and I would get back to the office, though, it would be a long day. There'd be no snacks left in the office. And then I go through our our finances and we'd be dumping money into snacks every single week. So I'm like, all right, so we're just losing money at some point. And when I get here and I'm starving, there's nothing left. Got a simply safe camera. Obviously, as everybody should. Mm-hmm. Connor was just emptying out the drawers, <laughs> dumping it into bags and taking it to that. Hell hole of a house, the pub. And oh, that's mama, all whoa, whoa, not a I don't want the snacks to go bad too. I mean, I'm kind of looking out for you guys. That's right. Really. Nice. They all have preservatives in them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's next level, Connor. Connor's about to be in the outhouse pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> DJ Nick Moraldo is on the ones and twos. How's it going, Frankie boy? We take it easy. <laughs> we take it easy. This is a serious thing. We're that dumping sucks. so much money into no, the cash. CFO Phil
4: yells at me every time.
0: Well, it's something that you know. Try to be a good company. Like at least we could do is get some snacks for the guys that are in here working, grinding away. Very nice. In terms of <laughs> of, you, of you guys, you
3: know, yeah, very nice. Of you guys, yeah, it
0: is. Connor, uh, we'll move forward to talk about sports, but. Just know that there's some sort of punishment coming at some point. You know what? I'll bring some snacks in tomorrow for you guys. I oh, got, back in. I got a couple boxes. <laughs> got, got a couple boxes of cheeses <laughs> that you guys are gonna love. All right, all right. I hope you've had an amazing week, which is gonna propel you into an impeccable weekend. Sam Darnold just got sacked, had a fumble. Baltimore Ravens ball going and score. Probably gonna go up twenty one right here. All right. Anyways, uh let's go for my bet. Great for my... bet, Not great for Jets fans. I'm not sure how many are left. Good for the Ravens. Good for Lamar Jackson. Um, it's been a wild week for us, man. It's been a wild week. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. I did a cheese it launch. Then I had to do 15 commer- or interviews back to back to back to back to back to back. The Patriots videotape scandal that happened. Then got to bunks pretty quickly. Roger Goodell this. I mean, it's been a wild week in the sports world. And I think your weekend is going to be awesome. I honestly do believe that. I think we can make it a little bit better, though, because everybody loves the feeling of winning, especially the feeling of winning the holidays. If you're giving everybody's bomba socks this holiday, you deserve a spot in the Holiday Gifting Hall of Fame. Did you know that socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters? Bomba socks were created to change that. For every pair you buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. That's very nice of them, especially this holiday season. Bomba socks are soft, not just pretty soft, more like made with the softest cotton in the world soft. And they're built with extra cushioning, so no matter where... You are. Whether you're walking the dog, chilling at home, playing drums, or saving the world, you'll be comfortable. Bomba Socks provide support in places you didn't even know you needed it, like your arches. Each sock is built with a special arch support system that's supportive but not too tight, like a nice hug but on your foot. Ever notice that annoying toe seam most socks have? That little ridge on the top? Bombas got rid of it. From now on, it's just smooth sailing all the way across the top of your foot. For me, it's a big deal because I got wide feet. And they put that seam across the top and it used to get on my pinky toe that would dig into the side of my shoe. And all of a sudden, I'm walking around with eight good toes and two hurt pinky toes. So shout out to Bombas for doing that. You do a lot of different things. So Bombas made a lot of different socks, like dress socks for work, performance socks for working out, and limited edition holiday socks. They even have a line of merino wool socks. Merino is like regular wool, but magical. They're soft, warm, and naturally moisture-wicking, never itchy or rough. You know that person who's just a gift enigma, completely impossible to shop for? Bombas is the gift that even that person will love. Everybody will. If you want to give someone a perfectly nice gift, give them a candle. If you want to be a holiday gifting ninja, a holiday gifting hero, give them Bombas. Go to Bombas.com slash McAfee today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B O M B A -S 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 S. com slash McAfee M-C-A-F-E-E bombas.com slash McAfee and thanks to Bombas for the incredible socks and thanks to you for listening to this show from all of us at PMI we appreciate you for everything can't do anything without you we'll continue to work our asses off to provide you content now that the schedule's slowed down I'm looking to make bigger things bigger interviews bigger conversations for this podcast I think I might take it Live in front of some theaters with some interviews. Kind of like that Dave Letterman, my next guest thing is. I want to kind of get into that. I want to provide magical content for you people. My schedule hasn't allowed for, you know... I mean, I think we've crushed it, obviously. But I think we could definitely get you some incredible shit. And look for that in the next couple months. That's what I'm going for. One job done, ended. (laughs) One job done... I mean, speak English, dude. I'm tired. One job ended, though, Thursday Night Football. And now it's time to pick up something else. And I think building this podcast to make it magical is what I'm going to do. So I appreciate you for listening and know that we're only going to get bigger and better. And from all of us at PMI, we can't thank you enough. Ty Schmidt, play some independent music.
3: For those interested, this is Buddha by Context.